Taylor Tomlinson, this comedian that I love, um, she has a special on Netflix called Look at You. And she has this one joke where she goes, people are scared to go to therapy because they think it's someone sitting in a chair going, you suck. But it's not. It's you in a chair going, I suck. (laughs) And that's pretty accurate. Welcome to another episode of season six of the I'm Uncomfortable podcast, the podcast for people who want to be okay with being uncomfortable. We're your hosts, Melissa and Vanessa. And today we're going to talk therapy, which if you've been a longtime listener of this podcast, we mention it quite a bit. (laughs) But today we're going to talk about the best lessons we've learned from our therapists so far. But before that, let's share what's made us uncomfortable recently. Would you like to go first, Vanessa? Yeah, I'm sitting in it. That's why. Uh, so <laughs> Please elaborate. <laughs> For Christmas, I think, um, my friend Leo gave me this really cute sweatshirt thing, like, from berries and i was obsessed with it It has a hood you can make it crop the whole thing and recently i saw that there is an accompanying sweat pant and so i thought i would love to be an adorable little berries teddy bear and so i bought the matching sweatpants and then today while i'm wearing my little set for the first time just being cute around my apartment I don't know what possessed me to drop my food into the oil in the pan from such a height that had that oil been hot, hot, I would have hurt myself. And as soon as it was falling, I felt like it was in slow motion. It was falling towards the pan. And I was thinking, shit, there's going to be a splatter shit it's gonna hit my shirt but like it was not fast enough for me to like physically react react. and then as it happened i thought damn it (laughs) no i hate that so now i'm sitting in a a slightly damp sweatshirt because i'm trying to i was trying to like use um dish soap to take out the oil uh and water but we'll see it's we'll see when it dries what what's up what happens pray for me well praying <laughs> blessings your way is that send, how they do send all the blessings with sending thoughts blessings. and prayers <laughs> thoughts and prayers for vanessa's berries sweater <laughs> thank you thank you it was very expensive <laughs> it was very expensive <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure it was please please your turn please okay <laughs> i'll save you from your misery um for me it's kind of a funny, uncomfortable, sort of, I don't know, maybe it's a sarcastic uncomfortable, but, um, you know, I've shared my little bits and stories from my workplace, and I think I've shared in a previous episode that, um... I just saw your note, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay, <laughs> Vanessa's got it, she, she gave herself a spoiler. Um, so, I've shared in the past that, like, I think it was we're down six percent of people there was like three people that left recently (laughs) and as of last week another person announced they were leaving and this one's like major major really yeah and spill uh, the tea is this one important uh, i'll spill the tea later (laughs) you know they like high up there at least tell us Mm -hmm. that yeah, yes, Ooh, definitely. They're important? So. Okay. <laughs> hey, I'm important too. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> I, know, I know. But yes, another person announced that they were leaving and Yikes. everyone is shook. It's, mm. Is that what the kids say? Um, but I don't know yeah. anymore. <laughs> so it's just interesting because it's interesting and uncomfortable because 
now we're all just fending for ourselves Yikes. at this point. We're okay. like, you know. Anyways, it's uncomfortable, but you know, it's funny for me and my department in a way because we're like, I think we've been operating in this scarcity situation for much longer than the other departments have realized because we've been short-staffed for a while. So we're like, yeah, more of the same, you know. <laughs> so just another that. day, just another day. You know, the you know that meme, you know that meme that of the that little dog that's holding a mug sitting oh, on the yeah. table and everything is on fine. fire mm-hmm. that's that's me well enough of that because i'll spill the tea later in more detail for you only <laughs> but and our patreon supporters <laughs> i was gonna say i was gonna say and then you took the thought and ran with it you we know, did we're such sync tonight we I have just really been in sync <laughs> So we're going to bye, bye, bye since we're in, in sync for just a little bit. And then we'll come back from the break and we'll talk about our therapy. So like Melissa said, today we're diving into what we've learned from our therapist so far. We're really excited to share not just the advice that we have found valuable, but also the process for which we found our therapists. I, for one, spoiler alert, have had the same therapist since day one, and Melissa has gone through I, that. I would. <laughs> I could share those details. <laughs> it's gonna make it sound like you've been through so many. <laughs> Maybe I have. Maybe I have. Just, you know, stay tuned. <laughs> But we can get right into it. How Please. long? How long have you been with your therapist, and 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 how did you find your therapist? Uh, I've been in therapy for I want to say at least at least five, potentially even six years wow. now. Yeah, it's amazing. I know, and I just did a Google search for I don't even remember what I searched. I just, I remember searching. I need help. <laughs> help me now. Help I remember me. searching specifically for therapists for something. I forgot what I put, like therapy for blank. It might have been for like individual counseling because you can do obviously family counseling, mm-hmm. couples counseling, all that kind of stuff. And I was looking to see one in my area. And I think it might have led me to like psychology.com or psychology today or dot com or something. And there's a directory. And I took a look at a couple profiles and I decided to reach out to one person in particular who both seemed approachable and would fit the needs that I was looking for at the time. And then uh, who was also in my price range. Right. And who was, of course, you know, more or less nearby. And that's how I found Jillian. And I've been with her ever since. Match made. Mm-hmm. In heaven, mm-hmm. in therapy heaven. Therapy heaven. <laughs> because that's not the case for a lot of people, as is for me. I have been on and off in therapy maybe for the past four, three, three years, I want to say three years, but only consistently with the same therapist for maybe just about a year and a couple months, okay. maybe. So I had done a similar thing where I I searched well I kind of based it off of my health insurance so I tried to search through that directory of who was covered within my 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 insurance that I have Mm -hmm. and so I I kind of went through that same thing where I tried to find 
a location that was kind of near me or in an area that I was familiar and I felt comfortable driving to and has had availability like in the evenings after work because mm. that would be most convenient for me to go to in-person appointments. So that's kind of the criteria that I was looking for. Um, I, I, I think the biggest, biggest uh, criteria was proximity. But what's funny is when I did go to that particular clinic or location, I ended up not getting, I picked this, uh, I picked this specific practice because they had um, women of color, specifically Asian women who therapists. And I was like, okay, who is going to be able to, um, have not not that a therapist I think it's like a minimum requirement is to have some level of empathy but I think in terms of being able to relate to the specific stories I and where I'm coming from Mm, mm -hmm. as an as an Asian American woman Mm -hmm. I I wanted to have an Asian American therapist if I could and it's funny because I was paired or matched with or assigned to the one like white male therapist there Yikes. at that practice and i was like mm, <laughs> the complete opposite availability of, of all the other ones were, was not viable so i was like okay let me at least try mm-hmm. that didn't work out and it wasn't really like a great experience because it because i felt like my issues that i was sharing with him it didn't feel like he was resonating with any of it maybe he wasn't and yeah and whether or not he was he just he wasn't expressing or emoting in a way that felt like he was hearing me so i just was like i didn't feel comfortable so decided to leave that decided to leave therapy for a while actually and then i like i want to say a year later i tried to do um like a i forget what the app was called but it was a different I'm currently in BetterHelp right oh, now. Oh, so not that. That's, okay. It was like a different one. Talk um, I tried space? something like that. Okay. Talk space. I think it is talk space. Okay. It's a little bubble. Like it looks like a oh, chat bubble. Oh, I don't know. I just remember bubble. hearing that word a lot. Yeah. And of course, I, I hear it through, I, I probably heard about it through a podcast and their ads, you know, sharing about yeah. like, where this podcast is sponsored by Talkspace or something mm-hmm. like that. So I tried it, didn't really like the interface, and then stopped therapy for a while. And then then I started BetterHelp last year and um, saw that I could use my reimbursement funds um, to cover my, my sessions. And so, yeah, I actually went through one therapist in and was with that person for maybe like four months and then they left the platform the therapist left the platform okay i will give a little tea though and i I, a part of me thinks that she got kicked off the platform (gasps) as a therapist because she mixed me up with uh, another client of hers and she she was talking to me like oh tell me a little bit about how you're doing in medical school and i'm like "Mm, i'm in medical school yikes yeah so she like mixed me up with somebody else so i wonder if other people had that same experience and then i get like a message from better help saying like hey we're gonna match you with a different therapist your yeah. therapist is no longer there but ever since then i've been with the same same therapist okay shout out marcia so, so is this your third one third all Wait, right goldilocks one two <laughs> no fourth oh it's your fourth, fourth sorry okay. not goldilocks mm. but there was yeah. a joke there it's too bad yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't fit. but yeah i went through four and I, I feel like that 
you know, finding one therapist and sticking with that person is very lucky. I know. I feel quite lucky when people tell me that they've been through different ones. And I mean, could there maybe be a better fit for me out there? I mean, maybe, but... Oh, but Jillian knows so much at this point. (laughs) Yeah. He'd be starting from square one. (laughs) No, let's not do that. There's been a lot of time invested in that. Let's not. I Uh, I mean, many people find therapy to be scary, daunting, uncomfortable for many reasons, not just, you know, the going part, but also the the factoring it in like insurance and how to pay for it, all that stuff. Yeah. But I'm curious for you, was there a specific life incident that led you to therapy? Because sometimes that's what that's that's what it takes for someone yeah. to go. Is there versus, there's an instance, there's an yeah. Yeah, versus just seeing it as like another resource or another mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. checkup that you have to do. Yeah. Um I wanna say that my reasons for pursuing therapy haven't really been tied into specific moments of my life, but maybe things that have added up over time and and really the desire to to want to improve my current situation, whether it's and it mean bettering my situation in a way of like giving myself, one, the space to even talk about things that are bothering me to someone not related to me or someone that's not my friend. Um, and to be like, have the opportunity to be given tools and advice that, again, I may not get through talking to loved ones of mine. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just think it's, there's, I see a lot of value in having an outside person. Mm-hmm. hear what you have to say and and, and kind of give you advice in that way or kind of guide you towards you know breaking sort different habits or what have you but yeah I, I just it wasn't really like a specific thing that happened to me where I was like oh my god I need to do something about this luckily you know like I've never been pushed to that point where I'm like at the brink, you know, and yeah. I, like therapy is the only option, you know, yeah. but um, yeah, I've been fortunate enough to be able to like give and be able to even like afford therapy because like you said, it is a lot. It's, it is intimidating for people to even think about it because it is an added expense on top of the rest of the other things you should be doing for your health. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, I know. And it seems like it's one of the things that you pay for last because yeah. everything else feels more immediate when it's like a a physical thing and I also didn't have this major life event that pushed me into therapy but I I think it was my maybe third year of teaching and Mm. I remember being in the staff room it might have been during lunch or after school but I vividly remember looking it up on my computer when I was in the staff room and uh, finding her and sending her an email request and it might have actually been my roommate at the time who was also going to therapy and so we were talking about it and it had been something that I'd been tempted to explore but I remember same kind of thing of just wanting to be better which is an interesting perspective when you think about it because 
it's coming for me it was coming from like a, a an element of like this is a self-improvement thing and I yeah. was reading some self-help books and looking for ways to just be better and this seemed like one of them and I didn't realize how much I needed it until I was doing it if that makes sense yeah that's I knew I, I needed it or wanted it but I didn't know how much I really needed it yeah, you go into because I feel the same way where it's like, okay, I, I, I had the same, a similar like intention where it's like, this is going to help me be a better version of myself, right? Whatever that meant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is like a bonus, you know, to what I'm doing or <laughs> maintaining for myself <laughs> without therapy, which I laugh. I can't even get through that because like, LOL, <laughs> what was I doing before? I mean, um, I mean know you're just like going through life figuring <laughs> it out I don't like what does anyone do and I also just raw remember, dog in life <laughs> I just had these feelings of being kind of lost because yeah 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 I had decided I was going to come back for a fourth year when in reality I was only supposed to do it for two or three and I felt like I truly felt like oh my gosh I all of our friends are doing so many different things. We're all spread apart. Our lives are so different. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm doing. Just lots of feelings of being directionless. And that definitely played a part in me wanting to pursue therapy. Yeah. The, ooh, you're, you're bringing up memories of me, <laughs> like, of some feelings of, like, feeling stagnant. Yeah. That. That's a big one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. Well. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that up. You're welcome. <laughs> um, but in in terms of what Jillian has taught you, what are some lessons or pieces of advice that have stuck with you since you've been, you know, with Jillian? It seems like this is like a re- like me interviewing a couple. Like, <laughs> how long have you been together? How did you meet? But she's not what here. Are, like, what are the, you know, top things they've taught you in your relationship so far? Well. <laughs> Uh, One of the things that she most recently, and I say this because I recently finally figured it out, and Mm -hmm. I say that loosely, she's been saying this to me for years, but... (laughs) (laughs) When it actually resonated or stuck is a different story. It's a different story. (laughs) But uh, she always has talked about this idea of finding self, and and you can think of that in a lot of different ways, And and for me, my understanding of that means being able to come back to center, being able to be grounded in who you are, what you believe, what you know, what you've learned, being at peace with all of that. Mm -hmm. And I have always been like, what the F are you talking about? I already am myself. That's the problem, Jillian. Okay? I know myself and that's the issue. And she's like, no, no. Then she was trying to coach me on what that really meant to find a sense of self. And I, it has been elusive to me for years. For years I've been, am I there yet? And it's kind of one of those things where it's like, Nope. If you if you're having to ask if you're there, you're not there. If you're having mm-hmm. to ask if you have a sense of self, you don't have it. And, <laughs> and I make it sound scary, but it's been this elusive thing that I feel like I've been chasing for so long. And after my engagement ended, I felt like I was even further away from finding a sense of self. And I was so confused, lost, scared. Um, and then I started trying to date again. And that was even messier and just like 
and then I just so many things happened and I was moving out of a place and finally being on my own and all this stuff blah 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 a lot was happening a lot was happening and she one of the other things that she talks about too is, is giving yourself and we talk about it too like grace or credit like hey a lot of stuff is actually going on and you think that you should be working through it so much faster than what is actually reasonable mm-hmm. uh and anyway so I, I I finally and this is when I went on my solo trip to Hawaii and I talk about that in, in this in that episode um but I remember distinctly just sitting on a beach by myself and it was maybe midway through my trip and I felt it and it was just there this oh Melissa's gonna cry <laughs> <laughs> no don't make me cry I it's I might cry. I just I just had this overwhelming feeling of calm and that everything is gonna be okay ah. and that I'm okay and I hadn't felt <laughs> and I hadn't felt that in ever mm. ever and I was like holy shit this is it and I remember um, I actually had a therapy session with her. I can't remember if it was the day before or the day after, but I was so excited. I was telling her and she was so excited. We were both, I was like oh jumping God, up and I down on the balcony and, and she was like cheering <laughs> and we were both so happy because I'd finally found it. And um, something that I've learned from her, and this is the real lesson, is like once you have found it, and she's taught me this, once you have found it, you will get lost again. Like, life isn't perfect. You're going to have your ups and downs. But once you have been able to find that sense of self, it is easier to find it again when you've lost it. Yeah. And I'm like, Because you know how it feels. Exactly. And there have been times where I've started feeling, and I remember calling her and being like, I'm losing it. Julianne, I found it and it's gone. I can't find it. I lost it. It's not there anymore. And she was like, but remember, you can find it again. You found it already. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. It kind of goes back to, it kind of goes back to that, you know, we've talked about this in, in one of our past episodes of that, the mantra of I'm not OK right now, but I know I will be mm-hmm. like there is so much value to knowing that there is a way out. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And that's where my phrase facetiously, but now it's true of like, lucky I'm not going to die. Oh. No, not lucky girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, when I say like, I'm not going to die. Like, I will be fine. Like, all of these things have happened and I haven't collapsed within myself like a dying star like I thought I might. Mm. And it's okay. So that's... She's so lucky. She's a star. (laughs) I combined both. So that's one piece of advice that she has taught me. Another thing that I'd love to share with everybody, um, and she talks about uh, this uh, psychologist named Bowen and Bowen's theory, and that's the thing that she, like, grounds her research in and and what she learned about. Um, She taught me about triangles, which is really interesting. Interesting, okay. And I'm going to give a very, like, shitty description of it. So if you're looking to learn more, please do your research. But essentially the basic understanding of it, for me anyway, is that you, in a relationship with another person exists so much tension and if you think about a stool with two legs right it's hard very hard to balance on said stool if it only has Mm -hmm. two legs and when you think about a triangle you're adding in some outside or other factor to make things more stable and that can be healthy in a lot of times and sometimes it can be unhealthy so an unhealthy example would be like there's so much tension between real life and me that i'm going to use drugs or alcohol as my my third leg and balance it that way so that's like an unhealthy example of of what that might feel like um and so she encourages me sometimes when i'm feeling a lot of tension with either another person or a situation um or in a situation with another person anything 
encourages me to look at the triangles. And even with like my mom, for example, Mm -hmm. she's like, okay, what is the real thing though? Are you the triangle for her and some other stressor? Or are you guys fighting about something else because that's the comfortable triangle to fight about because it's more stable it's it's like an argument you're familiar with and i'm like whoa whoa okay Mm -hmm. i'm learning a lot from jillian right now yeah so when you think about and see the world in and relationships in the idea of triangles it kind of helps you take things a lot less personally because it's it's helped me realize that it's very very rarely ever about you and it's always about the other person and sometimes you are just a triangle in that relationship and one they don't know that they're doing it it's not a conscious effort and two it's like they might also just be projecting whatever issue is onto you because Mm -hmm. they're just using you and again not consciously as a triangle for whatever shit that they are dealing with yeah and we do it all the time we just don't know it so yeah mm-hmm. those are two wow. big ones if more come to me i'll share them but those are two two of the those more transformative ones. ones that i've taken from her yeah well look at you and jillian <laughs> i love the idea of like just i i could just see it like you calling her and being excited to share this oh, yeah. realization that you had yeah oh, mm-hmm. i love that That's i know so it was such an amazing moment and like to have i can't explain but like to have your therapist happy for you like and it's like proud you, of your progress you, yeah proud like, yeah it's a proud because mom moment i'm sure as a therapist you just want to be like yeah like i'm sure there are times where she's like Vanessa, like wants to shake me you know but mm-hmm. i had to get there on my own right yeah and so for her to see it happen it just felt like our efforts speed up yeah i don't know if you've had moments like that with your therapist well i know that she's she's taught me a lot of you've mentioned a lot of like concepts and terms and that was I I think I joked about this to you I don't know if I've mentioned it in a past podcast episode before but um I need I need a therapist who's gonna give me homework yes and I laugh so hard yes yeah and it's true and I she's given me so many different worksheets about that has taught me about cognitive distortions which I'm that's like the newest one I need to fill out and and kind of I I kind of look at it as like these BuzzFeed quizzes where you know (laughs) I kind of look at it in that way yeah and so it helps me when I frame it in that way it's like this fun little activity that I get to do and then I learn a little bit about myself and then when I submit it because I submit it through the app it it shows that it's like done and I love that (laughs) and and then she and it sends in our little like message that I've submitted it and she, you know, we chat back and forth. She's like, okay, cool. I'll take a look at this. I'll use it next time during our yeah. session. So that part I feel like has been um, super beneficial for me. But what I've learned, you know, as part of through those worksheets and, and some of our conversations that I've had, one of the big things, terms that have, st- have stuck with me is radical acceptance. Ooh. Like, and it's been a term that, has applied a lot of times to when I'm dealing with family and and you know Mm -hmm. those things it's like for example you know like there are situations there's people in my life that I I obviously have had like I've butt heads with time and time again Mm -hmm. we'll Mm -hmm. always butt heads Mm -hmm. time and time again there are always going to be the same things that we're going to argue about you know, we're the, you know, I'm trying to use some terms that you, you shared, like the triangle and, you know, I'm a triangle in this relationship, um, to them. Um, so when she mentioned the idea of 
practicing radical acceptance of certain situations which yeah, means what does like that mean? accepting reality as it is and it's not based on what like accepting reality as it is not mm-hmm. as you think it should be so approaching things when you approach things with radical acceptance Wait. you have realistic expectations Wait. yes hold on so she said like instead of being overwhelmed by thoughts of the situation on how things should be you accept how this person is or how this situation is and move accordingly so like you're like you're adjusting your boundaries yeah so as a result you adjust your boundaries as needed to protect yourself and preserve that relationship because you accept this person or you accept this situation for how it is good or bad because you you stop attaching expect like these like should be expectations to it and you come to realization that like hey i know instead of continuing to fight this situation over and over and over again mm-hmm. and coming to no resolve or result mm-hmm. that you you think it should be you mm-hmm. have radical acceptance for said situation and accept that this is how it is for better or worse and that'll help you set more realistic boundaries with this person because you're not attaching some sort of like i wish it were this way yeah or i hope one day it is this way no it's currently this way and it may forever be this way yeah and it may be a little sad to practice radical acceptance in some cases but it's going to help you protect you and set boundaries that are going to help you in a navigate way, the situation isn't it kind of freeing though too no exactly I'm, yeah i'm thinking of like work for example and because that's, oh, that's a time where big I, one yeah, yeah. <laughs> well because that's a time where i always approach a situation thinking of how it should be like I, i'll go into conversations with one of the directors of like in my in my mind it's already like well this should be this way mm-hmm. and as it's happening it's already not and so from the first few minutes i'm already frustrated disappointed yeah. upset whatever versus you came in the with those expectations accepting, yeah yeah accepting just like this is how it is yeah exactly. wild yeah. wild i i literally was when she said that to me i was like wow i literally was i literally just said wow <laughs> a concept and she's like yeah yep. she's like yep and in my head i was like this is why you get paid the big bucks <laughs> But yeah, another thing that she's she's definitely taught me is is um or th- something that has stuck with me is that feelings are not facts. Oh. So just because you feel something doesn't mean you've done something or you know like it's it's important to validate your feelings and not and not try to f- that try to force them to not be there, but like it doesn't mean that that's just because you feel guilty about something, for example, doesn't mean like you did something to deserve that, you know? Like yeah. I it's like yes, allow the feeling to be there, but don't let it define blame in a situation. Sure. Which I guess could even uh, apply to like if you're upset with somebody or you're upset because of something that someone that you perceive somebody did. Just because you feel that way doesn't mean it's true. Yeah. Feelings aren't what? facts. And I was like, what do you, what? What do you mean? What do you, wait, what do you do with that though? Yeah. She says stuff like she's saying things like, you know, 
so validating your feeling like yeah. recognizing that it's there yeah you should do that <laughs> you shouldn't ignore that because that's a, the because i got confused at first i was like what do you mean this is like a feeling is not a fact what are you talking about i'm feeling this right now the if that fact is, a fact. is i'm pissed <laughs> Right. So I think in this situation where I was bringing this up, I was like, I feel guilty. I feel this weird sense of guilt. And she's like, just because you feel guilty doesn't mean you've done anything to feel guilty. Let's get get to the bottom of it, basically. So she said that I'm like, OK, what what do you mean? And she's and so think I have I've screenshot some of our conversations that we've had over, via chat. So mm-hmm. it's kind of I, I can pull directly like from what she's saying. She's like, so moving forward. Um, dealing with your emotions that way, validating them, realizing that there's no such thing as a right or wrong feeling. Yeah, like feeling guilty doesn't mean you did something wrong. Just because it feels like a negative feeling doesn't mean you did something wrong in that case. A feeling is a feeling and that is it. It doesn't attach any sort of like who did, who said this, who said, you know, or not who did this or did what or or for, you know, who is to blame in the situation. It's Mm -hmm. important to think like, because that is part of like cognitive dis distortions like we assume that if we're the one feeling guilty or feeling this negative feeling that we did something wrong or at least that's how I was feeling in a lot of situations and she's just like well what did you do what do you think you did to feel that way and I'm like I don't Mm, know I (laughs) I just assumed that I did that and I've always been like that and that's maybe something very specific to me like I was always and my my family can tell stories of me being like a little kid and like not even me getting in trouble but me being associated with my cousin or my brother who was gonna get in trouble for doing something bad like I didn't do anything directly bad but I started crying because I felt like by association you were guilty I'm guilty so I wild yeah and so I was like what do you mean feelings aren't facts Mm mm-hmm but I don't know. It was just okay, something radical that. acceptance and like feelings are just feelings. That doesn't mean you did anything wrong. Could I add on to that? Something sure. that Jillian has tried to teach me that I'm really struggling with. Because uh, you mentioned that it's important to notice the feeling and that you're having that feeling. Yeah. Which in and of itself is hard to take yourself a step back and notice I'm feeling upset or I'm feeling angry. I'm feeling sad which are all basic ass words but you know whatever. what they're what you know what those i just imagine those charts that they have in kindergarten <laughs> in the in the kindergartner's room where they're like point to the feeling that you're yes. having right now because yeah. they can't verbalize it mm-hmm. yeah. but what she mentioned to me is this idea of not judging your feeling so when you're feeling guilty about it and then you feel bad because you feel guilty exactly you're judging that you feel guilty mm-hmm. instead it should be i'm noticing that i'm feeling guilty right now yeah. And just move from that space. But it's so hard. Yeah. And I want to say, too, what you're mentioning of even taking a step back and acknowledging it, that has been a huge thing mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. therapy be- yeah. that I've learned from therapy. It's taken honestly. years. Yeah. Yeah. It's still a struggle because I even in my last session, she she was asking me, like, have you what have you noticed and I'm like I don't everything has just been a blur I really haven't like taken the time to step back and actually process and Mm -hmm. like acknowledge these Mm -hmm. things that have Mm -hmm. happened and she's like okay we just got to take it you know just reminders over and over again just like for you and Jillian's like it takes years it takes years no well really though because I remember I would be so frustrated and I remember having this session and I was crying and I was like when am I gonna be done with this when Mm -hmm. am I done 
recovering from this trauma that I experienced in my childhood. Like, when am I finally done? I'm already here. I've been here for years. I've been talking to you forever. When is it over? And that's, we had this moment where we had to talk about how it's not. She said, she's like, it's never going to be over. You're always going to be sending me a paycheck. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to pay me forever. (laughs) (laughs) Till death do we part. (laughs) (laughs) But she did say, you know, that it's not something that ends. It's more like something. Yeah. And she said, it's more like it doesn't become a driving force anymore, or it doesn't become something that controls or defines you. It just is, you yeah. know, and it's, it's, it might come up sometimes and you're always going to be triggered to a certain extent by some stuff because of what happened to you. That's just unavoidable. It's more like you'll get better at managing it, identifying it, noticing exactly. it, not yeah. judging it. And I, and those are I, the tools that I'm talking right. about. And at that time, I was like, I don't know what to do. So I could just stop being. As the years have passed, I am I am learning more about how now I can say, oh, I noticed that I'm feeling this type of way or having these thoughts, and it's likely because of X Y Z that's happened to me in the past. I yeah. still am not at the point where I can like not judge myself for having that feeling, but at least now I can acknowledge that I'm having said feeling and I'm able to think about why I might be having that feeling. But again, years, years it's taken me to get to even that point. Yeah, and that's why I I laughed in in the beginning when I was explaining, you know, my answers to why I was pursuing therapy and you were talking about it too about like seeing it as like a self-improvement tool Mm -hmm. yeah and which is not wrong obviously but it's just funny for us having gone through therapy forever however long you said five or maybe six and for me consistently maybe a year and a half Mm -hmm. and the the sheer amount of just insights that I think we've learned from our therapists is like how did we do this before where we're just like going through life trying to figure out which isn't a bad thing obviously this is where where, where we continue to do that it's just that now we have a little bit of help and Mm -hmm. guidance um to help us through that I just think it's it's just interesting I we laugh because we're like damn like so much has happened to us in our lives and the fact that I can I don't know I just I think I don't know if I would have figured out half the things we're talking about now without it I know same and I I know there are people listening who either are in therapy or maybe like you Melissa they have left therapy because it's, it's not easy I know I got lucky and I I know that it's not easy to find someone who you know you can stick with and who makes sense for your lifestyle yeah. or how much money you're willing to invest in it. So for those of our listeners who might be on the fence about trying therapy, what is some advice that you might give them to encourage them to do so? Yeah, well, as a person who does use BetterHelp as an app, like an app, um, you know, that was part of the reason why I tried it to begin with was it, it was because the convenience factor you're on your phone anyway um i like the convenience of being able to go onto my app mm-hmm. and s- look at my therapist's schedule and schedule a time for her for us to have to, to chat and also i think with maybe a good way for someone to trial 
you know, have a go at it is to do those like 30 day like free trials for one of these apps and see. Yeah. And then I think too, if you prefer an in-person situation, um, cause that's totally valid too. Um, if you need to like physically take yourself to a, a space to do, to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what you can do through your insurance is look, have like a consultation. Like I, you don't have to go diving into the deep end. Yeah. You could shop around. I mean, you you took a took a look at a couple different profiles. I did. I did. I searched a number of different websites as well. Like I found a couple that were in my, you know, covered within my insurance. But then I took a look at that. What I should have done was call and like ensure that there was availability of the certain therapist mm. that I was looking mm-hmm, at. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think you could call and, and have like initial con- like a consultation call, I think is, could help. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I think for anyone that's kind of like me and likes the option, like having the most flexibility, I like the apps because I could either do like a chat session if I know I'm going to be somewhere where I can't really be on the phone or, like, for example, I'll take myself to a coffee shop and I'll have my chat session, like my, my little session there. That's so interesting. In like a, such a safe space that I like like to be in. Yeah. But I'm not like completely alone in the, you know, but yeah. um, I can also do phone phone calls if I want to or video calls. So it all just depends on what type of communication you feel comfortable with. And I think an app could give you that free trial for two weeks and see how you like it. And it also gives you that flexibility of the types of communication so maybe that can help someone who's kind of on the fence of mm-hmm. of whether or not they want to pursue therapy but yeah, yeah. I don't and, know if you I, have any no I, it's just so interesting to me that you are able to chat with your therapist which I know you like I just know that that would not be good for me mm. um because the way that it works with the Jillian is you know we did have that consultation initially and it was free and most of them are you get not a whole hour maybe it's 15 20 minutes you sit down and see if you're a good match uh and I I would prefer the way that we do it and maybe it's just because I don't know any other way but do you um, do phone calls yeah so because she's in Santa Cruz we we've met in person maybe three times when I've been able to be down there and then COVID happened. So for sure was not going to go down there. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we do primarily phone calls and I just know that having the ability to chat would just not work for me because I'm definitely a verbal processor. Mm -hmm. And also I know there are some apps where you can text anytime you want. And I, I, while I see the value in that and that might work for you. So like try it and maybe see. Uh, But for me, and Jillian and I have talked about this where she'll even encourage me, you know, if I'm going through something and I want to schedule a call, she'll say, okay, we can hop on the phone or do you want time to process through it and, and see, let it pass. And for me, sometimes I feel like it's urgent, immediate, needs help and I'll be spiraling and want the support. But other times not having the ability to text about it and mm-hmm. having to deal with it, process through it, simmer with it. Uh, that actually works out better in the long run. Yeah. So it really just depends what yeah, you want to exactly. do. It, yes. And for me, and and in terms of the ability to, to text or chat, um, there have been times where like, oh my God, this is urgent. This thing is happening to me right now. And I, you know, but what I use my chat 
or text situation with my therapist for is like a hey this put this on the agenda for next time because oh that makes part sense. of for me because when I, I i i joke about it sometimes but when i'm going through like it sounds dramatic but when i'm going through like a traumatic situation or something that is impacting me deeply mm-hmm. i tend to sometimes i black out where I like get so wrapped up in the emotion at the time, but then when it comes time to bring it up and discuss it with, with my therapist, it's like, what do I, what did I feel? Like, what did, yeah, how that makes sense. I keep so, a notes or mm-hmm. I keep a note in my notes app. Yeah. So, so I use it for that, but I know that some people, like you said, would benefit from having, you know, that ability to text and have the response yeah um and yeah and depending on the type of level of your membership for an app you know just coming from my experience you could have like access to your therapist you know more frequently but for me it's like i can text but i don't expect them to respond Mm -hmm. like immediately so yeah i kind of use it as my like ongoing like notes (laughs) note catcher (laughs) because she'll acknowledge it and sometimes she'll i like the little text that I get sometimes from my therapist if I haven't like sent a chat in a while and she's like hey just checking in how you're doing you know or she'll send me a reminder if I haven't finished my homework so you know I would hate all of that (laughs) (laughs) Uh, another thing I wanted to share in terms of how to be more comfortable with it um is and I know Melissa you talked about that it was important to you to find someone who was from a more similar background because you felt like they could understand you more and I will admit you know Jillian is she's you know a white woman from Santa Cruz and (laughs) at first I was a little weary of of will she get it uh but she did divulge early on that she does have clients who are a lot of clients who are people of color and she you know obviously without naming names would give me some examples of what they've been through what she's been through and it's nice i love it when she shares personal anecdotes Hmm. when she's been through something similar because it makes me think like all right you've done it so at least you can or you've had another i have yet to get there with my therapist i want her to divulge, <laughs> to divulge that stuff she's giving um, me little bits and pieces and i'm like ooh, i want more i want it's nice we're gonna share. because you feel like you're not alone and also it makes the advice resonate more and sometimes she'll tell me oh i actually had a client in here who was experiencing this exact same issue with their parent different situation but the processing of it is very similar and and it's, so it's nice to to kind of hear like tidbits like that yeah mm-hmm. and she'll often tell me like sometimes she'll even call out for me you know, she's the one who taught me about collectivist cultures and more individualistic cultures. And I actually didn't know that. And so mm. she taught me that and why that might impact me and my mindset more. And I was like, what? <laughs> I didn't. Mm-hmm. And now, <laughs> now it things. seems, I know now it seems almost obvious that that stuff exists. But anyways, um, hindsight is always twenty twenty. You know? <laughs> another thing too, is if you're on the fence and, and you're not sure about, I don't know how you'll feel. Taylor Tomlinson, this comedian that I love, um, she has a special on Netflix called Look at You. And she has this one joke where she goes, people are scared to go to therapy because they think it's someone sitting in a chair going, you suck. But it's not. It's you in a chair going, I suck. And that's pretty <laughs> accurate. <laughs> I, and when and when Vanessa told me that, I was like, yeah, that sounds like my last conversation with uh, with my therapist. We're like, 
Mar- Marcia, I suck. She's like, actually, you know, if you step back and look at it, you don't. Let's talk about <laughs> negative self-talk and how we can, um, you know, better that situation. I'm like, okay, okay, fine. But, you know. Yeah. Anyways, well, I hope, yeah, it's definitely important. Highly recommend if this was a try, we would definitely 10 out of 10 recommend to a friend. But yeah, hopefully that gave you a little bit of insight on the variety of different options that you can have um, when pursuing therapy, if that's something that you've been thinking about. Um, All kinds of different ways um, that you could try your hand at it and see how, how you feel. And hopefully... If our experiences have shown, like, shed a little bit of light onto onto the concept of therapy, hopefully it was a push towards maybe pursuing it if you if you have been on the fence. But anyways, thank you all for listening today. I know that we shared a lot. You know, if you have learned some golden nuggets of of advice from your therapist, we want to know. Share with us. DM us. We want to share the wealth, the knowledge of all of our therapists with each other. So thank you all for listening today. We're available wherever you get your podcasts from. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and on TikTok at imuncomfortable.podcast. And if you have an episode idea, question, or shout out, definitely DM us or contact us on our website. And we release new episodes every Tuesday. So we will see you next week.